0: welcome to the Uprint podcast. It's time to remember your power and become the architect of your reality. Join me as we explore the art of intentional co-creation. We delve into the science and the magic, hear expansive stories from entrepreneurs and creatives around the world who channeled their ideas and inspiration into real life by following their passions and staying true to their inner guidance. My intention is to empower you To act on your desires and live a life in vibrant color. Thanks for tuning in. Now we vibe. Good day, everyone. This week we have someone very near and dear to me. Very near my twin sister, Amber Merlot. She is a serial entrepreneur and also happens to read the Akashic Records, which is what she's come on the episode to talk about. For anyone who hasn't heard of the Akashic Records, which is probably a lot of you, we delve into what they are, how she came to discover this incredible creation tool, and how accessing the information found in the records has helped supercharge all aspects of her life, not just personal, not just financial, not just love, but also her businesses, which is which is pretty interesting. Her message is that there is an ability within all of us to tap into this information and to open the records, which she'll talk about. But I find that really unique in a lot of ways because there are so many healers out there and people who access modalities that their message is not you can do this too. Their, their message is a bit more like I'm the only one that has this power. So I love the accessibility of Amber's message, you know, part of the intention with this podcast is to share modalities so you can enhance your own creation process, which the records do, but also remember your own power to create and not constantly outsource it to someone else. Something interesting I remember actually, actually, this is like a side note, but it's um the book that Amber mentions in the, in the episode, How to Read the Records by Linda Howe, the woman, I read that book as well. I didn't have the same success. Amber did, but that's okay. Um, but in the book, Linda talks about how she channeled this sequence of words, which opens this, opens the records, opens the this frequency, this dimension of con- consciousness, kind of however you want to say it. But she channeled this sequence of words and was writing a book about it. And the people around her were like, what are you doing? Do not share this with the public. This is not for mass consumption. This is for a small group of quote-unquote enlightened people to enhance their creations. So I love a little conspiracy, whether or not that's what it was, but I just find that, wow, it's definitely an indicator of how powerful this modality is, which if you've ever had a reading or if you buy Linda Howe's book then and start to access the power for yourself, you'll definitely feel it because I've felt it before. Um, a side note, the my voice and my twins voice, as you can imagine, are very similar. So if you can't tell the difference, just pretend it's me having a really long conversation with myself um, at the end of the episode, Ooh, this is the best part. She opens the records and channels a message for you, the listeners of the Uprint podcast. So settle in, get a cup of coffee have a glass of wine, drink some water, (laughs) whatever it is that you are consuming as you listen to this podcast and sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Amber Merlot. Thank you for having me, Hill. You're welcome. If you sound, well, if you are confused (laughs) listeners, sorry, I know our voices are very similar, Um, but um, I I wanted to have Amber on here for... I mean, you were at the front of my mind when I decided to start this podcast. And fun fact, we had a failed podcast together that never started. (laughs) We did. We did. We did. Well, and you haven't told the listeners yet. We are twins. Oh, yes. We're twins. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so this is kind of like the... um, our first attempt that didn't go through and we had a bit of infighting and we broke up the band the band <laughs> the broke band up broke out before it even started yeah, but it, it before just our first hit it wasn't aligned it wasn't aligned no. and look where you are now yeah. <laughs> you're literally living in your purpose so <laughs> yeah. uh, you're welcome yeah yeah and thank you for coming up with the name you print genius you're welcome. yeah you're Amber, welcome. she's also named uh my children like their middle names so very inspiring <laughs> thank you you're like the oracle for names and all the things so thanks. thanks. Um, i do appreciate your your input on all my projects. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to have you here today because Amber has discovered a modality that has been really helpful, I know, for me in my creation process, especially when she first started doing it and connecting me with my guides in this way that I didn't even know existed. And so I wanted to have you on today to share with the listeners about the Akashic Records. And I'm sure there are many people that are like, what, like, what is that? (laughs) And so if you could talk a bit about that, but first we'll jump into our, our, the questions I have for everyone when they first come on. And that is how and where did you grow up and what was modeled to you from your parents or the people who raised you on what was possible for your life? Okay, so we uh, grew up in a lot of places. We kind of moved around a lot as kids, which in retrospect was a really great way to grow up. I think it made us really resilient and really adaptable in a lot of ways. But our dad... Was a, a farmer, like a junior farmer, kind of. I guess he was a farmhand that that worked on a farm when we all lived in Kansas together before our parents were divorced. And he has an amazing work ethic, and so I think we it, that definitely was instilled in all of us as you know, you know, be prepared to put the work in. And so we and saw, do it right, yeah, and do it right. Dad yeah. is really, really great at that. Um, he has a a really, um, what's the word? Like a high degree of, I don't know if accountability is the right word, but like. He's like a high standard for everything that he Yes. Does. Integrity. And integrity. A yeah. lot. Yes. Which is like, PS, I married my dad, like not technically, but I married <laughs> a man almost exactly like my dad. And that's one of the things I really love about my husband, Brad. So anyway, thanks dad for that. Um, but so we always had our basic needs taken care of, but I would say that we didn't have anything to overindulge. At all. So we were like, you know, 39 cent burrito with water, uh, (laughs) like family ride or die forever. Yeah, It wasn't like we were, there was enough money to get a Coke or a Sprite. No. And in fact, like we never, like I, I knew never to order a soda. And again, this was like in the eighties. So sodas were like 25 cents or less than a dollar. And we knew to always order water. But at least we were going out to eat, so oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we weren't like living this <laughs> impoverished existence. No, we did live in like a little shack in Kansas when we were younger, and then. But slowly, with my dad's work ethic and determination, we we you know he found more stability through a corporate job. And I do have to mention though that our mom was always the one who was into manifesting before we even knew that was a thing. So my mom was always really great about wanting to have us. You know, get the extra things we wanted as a kid, and uh, you know whether that be I don't know, like a freaking brownie or something. Oh but- yeah, or like you know that like an like a dress or yes. She I have I remember this story of mom where she um they wanted to get their first house and they went to this town that she really loved and the and they told them. Their budget and the real estate agent said, "Oh, you're not going to get anything here." And P.S. This was a, pop- a town of like less than two thousand people. I yeah. think their budget was like less than fifteen thousand dollars. So yeah, it was very low. Yes, and um, especially for the time and where they were. And um, my mom was like, "Nope, I want to live here." And so she knocked on doors and asked people, mm-hmm. "Will you sell me your house?" And One person said yes. (laughs) (laughs) But mom was always showing us what was possible and, like, okay, even if someone says no, that's not possible, then you can go out. And in retrospect, she was, you know, expanding us on the fact that you can create your own reality. Just sometimes you have to go and, well, you have to go and take your own action. So mom was really good for that. And I think it was a great balance for the two of us because for us and our sister, Stephanie, we have an older sister named Stephanie. And it was great for us to see that balance of like work ethic and and putting the work in, but also, you know, uh, creating space for the other things that you want that that bring you joy. You know, maybe that aren't like yeah. your day-to-day going to keep my lights on or my heating on, but like, we'll bring you joy. Oh yeah. And mom would, you know, there'd be like a, a derelict house that we would like probably that first house that costs yes. $2,000, you know, she, <laughs> um, she had a vision for it and she yes. was, she's amazing with color. And so she would paint the walls and she would get like little things at the antique store and, and then our dad would do the remodeling. Oh yeah. Because he's like super, he can build anything. Shout out dad. Like, yes, yeah, he's great. He is. And yeah. and it's crazy because I'm literally doing that same thing with my husband. Oh yeah, so it's, it's crazy. really cool. Well, it's, it's really like cool. it's just like a cycle that it's a good cycle. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that keeps, yeah, not like, any of the bad stuff. Exactly because there were some things I'd say some of the limiting stories that perhaps that we saw were um, just around there never being enough. That money yes. is hard to make. You hold on to it. Yes, and from our dad. From our dad. Yeah. Yes, our mom was just willy nilly. You know. <laughs> charging up cards and doing Mm -hmm. all the things, which is probably why they got divorced. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But also- They're both really happy now. So it was a a happy ending for everybody. Oh, super happy. But yeah, I think it's, there. our childhood was expansive in a lot of ways, but there were also things that we had to kind of reprogram in order to create the life that we have now. Yeah, because our dad got laid off a lot. And so one of the subconscious stories that I had- work on as I got older as an adult is like, okay, if somebody, if someone wins, then someone else has to lose because our dad was getting perpetually laid off. And that was because other people got to keep the job and he didn't based on things like seniority or, or, or other things. So that's all to say that we, you know, those are the things that we saw and it was a great childhood though, overall. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think I wouldn't change anything for sure. Um, but yeah, so the reason I really wanted you on was because of the, the Akashic records. And can you talk to the listeners a bit about what the Akashic records are and what led you to them Mm -hmm. and how you feel that they enhance the creation process? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's three questions in one. But you can maybe just just start. Let's start with how I found the Akashic Records or how they found me. Um, Ooh, burn. Burn. (laughs) So, what what the Akashic Records are, if you haven't heard of them, they're essentially, uh, in woo woo terms, they are a dimension of consciousness that can be accessed. I access them with a prayer. Mm -hmm. um, And they are essentially a catalog. Or an archive. Think of them as kind of like the library of your soul, of every experience that your soul has had, is having, or will ever have. So it's literally all there. And um that's sort of the the you know the the explanation of it. But in terms of how they found me, I mean I have been looking into manifestation tools, anything to kind of enhance my reality uh, for about the last Oh God, like when did I, when did I start getting, when did we start talking about manifestation together? Probably in like 2014. Okay. So I, at that time I was, uh, healing Well, working through a bit of, I guess, no, sorry. It was like 2010. What am I talking about? Oh, 2010. Yeah, okay. All right. So I um, backtrack. Like before, I I got into manifestation. I and Hillary, this is something that that you know, and I'm really open with it now. But I uh, was sexually molested as as a child by a family friend. And it was something that I had never dealt with. Um, I was in my late twenties and all the things that I had repressed were coming up for me. And, you know, I think this happens to a lot of people that go through any trauma in their childhood. And I wanted to understand sort of the dynamics around it. Really, I was preparing myself to have a conversation with our parents around, did they remember anything that happened? You know, um, kind of just put it all in the open because mm-hmm. and be like what, what what was going on? What like, was going on? Yeah. What was yeah. going on at this time and and why why like, do we think this happened? Exactly really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I, I you had you and um our older sister knew about what had happened to me, but I'd never had like an adult conversation face to face with our parents. And so I was really just de- trying to sort through my own stuff so that I could have the courage to talk to them about it. And so I remember this was happening at towards the end of my 20s. And I was going to basically like any self-help thing you could ever imagine, I was signing up for it. So like mm. every weekend I was doing workshops. I was, you know, speaking to therapists, speaking to counselors, and really just sort of going hard with like, I want to figure all this out. Um, and so- You did it, ayahuasca? I did, I, I mean, I've done all the things. That's like a, a something for probably another podcast, yeah, but definitely. like you've tried it, everything, which is great because yes. like, you know, it's helped, it helps the people around you to be like, cool, I don't need to do that. After you yeah. did ayahuasca, <laughs> I am like, I'm not doing that. That sounds insane. Well, you side note, you definitely have to feel called to do ayahuasca, but it, it actually was the thing in the end after all the, this is a divergence, but it was like one of the most powerful things I did to heal myself from that experience as mm-hmm. a child. So um but you definitely have to feel called to do it. So with the with um with all the techniques I was learning so I was looking to heal myself and I was in my late 20s. I went to a workshop and um I went to a workshop and somebody mentioned manifestation and I kind of just sort of put it in the back of my mind and thought cool, creating my reality, that sounds cool, but I'm here. Like I have have something else that I need to do, and you're like in your 20s on your hustle, like exactly, yeah, like working a medical device sales job and just like focusing on that. Exactly, and that was something else. Is that because I'm leading all up to the Akashic Records, like how I found it, and. Basically, I used to see, uh, like I had my own spiritual teachers, like AKA psychics, and they, every year, because as my journey progressed and, you know, I was still um, still like, I was healing from the experience of my childhood, but then also I, on the other side, I was in a really demanding corporate sales job and I had uh, quarterly targets. And so... I started to think more about like, oh, this thing called manifestation. Well, you know, from what I've heard, I can create any reality I want. And, you know, I have all this pressure from these consistent targets, basically. So I started utilizing all of these manifestation techniques and they totally worked. Mm -hmm. And you were rep of the year, you won all these accolades. And I think that's when I started being like, oh, this works. And And I don't want to be rep of the year, but I definitely want to like make the most money with the least effort. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, and I'm sure you'll uh anything I mention you'll put in the show notes but 100%. The the, the 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 I don't know if technique is the right word but basically like the program I used for my first set of like real manifest like manifesting was Hal Elrod the miracle morning. Mm. Um and if anyone's familiar with manifestation, I'm sure they've heard of it. But that was really where I first heard like the formulaic, like this is something you can do every morning and it gives you insane results. And mm. so I was doing all of that and in conjunction with still meeting with like I was obsessed with, you know, talking to anyone that had a like a smidgen of spiritual um acumen. Uh, yes, spiritual <laughs> acumen. And uh there was a woman who I would call, you know, every year or um, you know, once every other year, this particular one. And she in one of our sessions cuz I would call and be like, you know, tell me that I'm going to be rep of the year again this year, really surface, <laughs> egoic stuff. But um and she said, "Well, you're meant to do your guides are telling me that you're meant to do what I do." And I was like, oh gosh, like it totally threw me for a loop. I was literally just calling to make sure that, you know, hitting my number was in the bag. And (laughs) um, and so, and that kind of was a weird deterrent because I thought it's, I started thinking like, oh my God, like is... Like, am I going to start talking to dead people? And yeah, just- we're going to show up at the foot of my bed <laughs> exactly. and be like, hi, I need like, you to like find. Well-, well, so I thought you, I thought like w- I was watching a lot of the show Medium at the time with Patricia Arquette. With Patricia Arquette for anyone that wants to look it up. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it and she would like legit solve murders. <laughs> and so I was like, I, this is not what I want. Like, I, I don't want, like, this is scary. You're like, this work is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, um, and i am getting to the part about the akashic records people so thank you for for hanging on with me this long but basically uh i i kind of went into a wormhole with that and i started listening to all these psychics their autobiographies and i was like oh god like how is my gift gonna manifest you know and then i just let it go which is top tip for anything that um you know like if you're holding too tightly to anything it's not going to come through in the way that's best for you mm-hmm. And uh once I let it go and just kind of forgot about it i, I um, in the the job that I referenced where we were doing uh, I was doing medical sales, I was in my car a lot, like driving for hours a day, and so I was obsessively listening to podcasts like I'd love to listen to new content and just be expanded, especially if it was to do with manifestation, spirituality, anything like that. And then I heard this woman named Linda Howe on a podcast. Her last name is spelled H-O-W-E. I'll link her. I'll link her. Yes. And she was talking about something called the Akashic Records. And what I loved about Linda Howe is that she had a book that she, um, you know, had written and published, and it was called How to Read the Akashic Records. And it was a very accessible way for everyone to essentially connect with their own spirit guides, with, um, yeah, essentially their own spirit guides. And so I thought, okay, like, let me get the book and so i got the book and i read it it's a very short book and there are exercises that are in it to you know connect to your guides kind of build up that trust that you can go into your own records and like the first session that I did, my grandma came through (laughs) and she's not alive guys. Oh yeah. yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She didn't like come in the door. She was like, (laughs) she came in through like the, the portal. uh, (laughs) She really did. She came through the portal and was like, hi. And our our grandma passed away in what, like 96, 97. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool experience. And I couldn't, deny it. Like it was just it was so real. I remember you telling me like it was just like she was sitting next to you talking to you. Yes. And you'd never had an experience like that before. No, I hadn't. But I so implicitly trusted it. And I didn't have any like, oh God, this can't be happening. I was like, oh no, cool. Like I just really allowed the the messages to come through. And for anyone that's that's used this this prayer to access their own records and their own guides, you can, and you've done this too, Hill, is like you actually feel a shift in the frequency and the oh, vibration. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's like cool. a healing frequency. It's well, and I think it's important to note. So when you say prayer, that has connotations of a lot of di- for different people, different things, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially what that means is it's just like a, a sequence of words mm-hmm. and sounds that create this frequency and give you access to this frequency. So it's not like you're there reading like a, you know, like a Catholic, I was going to say a Catholic Bible, but like a- A scripture. Like no. a scripture. It's not like that. It's like a, uh, well, you're going to do a reading for the- I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but yeah, it, do, it, yeah. you put it, put it perfectly, Hilt. It literally is a sequence of words um, that help you access this vibration. And um, for me, I, I started getting messages right away. My grandma came through and it was just like, Amazing and so part of the book, you you start to read for yourself and you do these like exercises and I was like so hooked. I was you know going to to go into this meditation basically like for for hours a day. would you go in your bath. I I would. I would would go go in my bath with my guides for a while. I'm like, when are you gonna get out? You're so wrinkly. (laughs) Well, and I would go first thing in the morning and do like an hour, and then at night I would. And it was the first time that I because my personality is like. I'm type A. I'm a little bit obsessive. Like, I love that I had this formula now and it was working and it was just a really beautiful experience. I mean, our grandma was, is and was so precious to us. And so to be able to speak to her and have her just, just talking to me and like answering questions for me that I had about our family and what things I was going through, like, it was just wild, but also didn't feel weird. Oh no. Well, and grandma, uh, well, she's was very spiritual herself and mm-hmm. big on community and um she was part of the White Eagle Lodge, which is an, I think it's not it started in Australia. Yeah. I don't know. They channel like um someone that sounds like Native American. I don't know what's his name. White Eagle. Okay. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, like well, so, but, so we, she cherries she they would anyway, she was part of the spiritual group, but um she we didn't was really also, know, that, we didn't though, know while that she was alive. And we didn't know she was a medium too. Yes, yeah, our, our mom, mom forgot to tell us. Yes. <laughs> Added to the list. Yes. yes. But he was, was like, didn't I tell you guys she's a medium? We're like, hi, no, that would have been really good to know a long time ago. But yeah, so she was, I remember once you did a reading and you were talking to grandma and she was like passing the torch mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, it like just excited that, you that know, someone that, was like uh, in the family was exploring Yeah, like the spirituality and things like that. It was really cool. Yeah, so beautiful. Oh my God. Yes. And so the the second part of the book is when if you want to, you can read for other people. And so I just put it out to our friend group. And I, I mean, like everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. I want, to, I want you to do a reading and connect with my guides. And so I think I did like 10 readings for people in a week. I mean, and, and I did so many for you as well. Oh my God. Yes. Well, <laughs> she was like my drug dealer. And then she cut me off like my supply because my guide said, Hillary can do this too, and so stop doing readings for her. And I was like, oh, it was horrible. Yes. But then it was, and that's kind of a good side note that yes, yeah. um, I know you're leading up to basically anyone can do this, right? But I would say that for some, it's it's easier than others and more instant than others. But um, what I did, this is Hillary talking. I um I got that message through Amber that. My guide saying, cut her off. She can do this. And I mean, they didn't actually use those words. Of course. And for, this yeah. is Amber, everybody. If you're, if you're, if <laughs> if you're, you're paying, still following are If you're along. still following. <laughs> um, it, because the way that... I, it's different for everybody when you're in your records. And I think because the first time Hillary went into her records herself, she was kind of like... Expecting it to happen, to experience it the way I do, which is, I can sometimes like base. A lot of the times they will um, show me imagery, which I have to sort of decipher, and I kind of like talk back and forth with them. And then other times I can hear them. Other times it's just sort of like blocks of thought that they download into my consciousness. And so it, it's different for everybody. But you're right, Hill. Like my message for everyone is that anyone can do this. And that's, what's so cool about the book that Linda wrote is that it's essentially, you know, if you stick with it, um, then it, it can give you, um, a lot of, cause what would you say it gave you? Like when we were doing your readings, for example? Oh my gosh. Well, the, the first one we did it, well, it made me be aware that there was more than just this experience, this like human experience. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a lot of solace that like, you know, I always thought what happens when we die and I'd be a little bit scared. And Mm -hmm. after this, I was like, I'm not actually scared anymore. It helped me be strong in the, in the, the knowing that like, it doesn't end here. Mm -hmm. And also that our soul came with like intentions and it came with, you know, a little agenda to create. And so, It's very easy to get distracted on Earth, you know, and so that's a long list of things. And it also enhanced; it made my manifestations more aligned with what my like souls and my heart's desires were. Mm -hmm. It took me out of my ego and more into like, okay, well, soul, like, hey, you're in there. Like, what do you want to create? (laughs) And um, and it gave me the confidence that like I had everything I needed. So it was like life changing. Like 100%, which is why you're on this, on the podcast in the, in the first <laughs> early parts, you know, because it's like, this is not just because you're my sister. It's because this modality is so powerful mm-hmm. and it, and it can just, it can do so much. It can do so much. And that, um, I did, uh, uh I mean, I don't know how relevant this is, but you know that I, I retired. Oh, obviously, yeah. I'm like, are we going to talk about it? Because like, yes. you're actually out of – you retired, but now, like, look who's back. Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I, I started giving, uh, like, channeling yeah, for people. That. Yeah, so I, I did the the sort of the practice readings for everyone, and everybody had really great feedback. And again, I thought, like, wow, this is amazing. I, I actually don't remember most of what I channel for people, but the feedback that people were giving me um, – I just thought and it was it was interesting because I I loved reading for people because they it seemed like the the direction that you kind of talked about Hill about like it just sort of gave you it it made people feel better um but ultimately the work was theirs to do and um again that's what I love so much about the Akashic records is that that's what I tell all my clients is you can do this too. Like you don't have to call me up and we don't have to have a session every week. Or, you know, I have had clients uh, like you and other clients who want me to channel for them. um, Gosh, some of those like uh, (laughs) on a daily basis, but, but my, I always really, I have a a resistance to that because I, my intention always is that like people can do this for themselves and um, tap into that. And that's what our guides want. Like, Almost in every single session, actually in every single session, uh, people's guides say, you know, we want you to talk to me more. Like we want to connect with you more, whether that be in like a morning meditation or just um, out loud, just saying, you know, guides come in and help me. Like they want to help on a, like all the time. And I think that's a misconception perception that some people have is that like, they're kind of alone. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, what I can see when, when I'm channeling for people is that they have this whole team that surrounds them. And it's like Mm -hmm. having that knowing that like, you literally have like your biggest hype people Mm -hmm. uh, or spirits or aliens, (laughs) or I mean, (laughs) I mean, there's aliens, there's all the things, right? Like all the things, there's all the things. So, um, you have like your hype team. And so I call on my guides all the time, Every but day, every day, but I do, I did take a little bit of a break around. Well, a big break actually. Um, oh yeah. For like, has it been like a year? No, it's been almost two, wow. but I, I, again, I wanted to, uh, be open and transparent about that because even people that you know quote unquote like are in like our spiritual guides or whatever I don't even know what I would call myself at this stage but like a spiritual teacher yeah yeah definitely yeah i would say that um drop a knowledge bomb <laughs> well i'm channeling knowledge <laughs> bombs yeah you're channeling it yeah, yeah, you're the it's conduit. not about me i'm the conduit like it's yes, not about you at all at all not yeah. even a little bit um yeah. and in fact like the messages i channel are to empower people that like they got this totally. Um, You—it's all you're. Nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> no, the point is, is, we are all special. We are all so special, yeah. so 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 special. And I mean, if people could even feel like uh, a drop of of the loving energy that mm-hmm. you feel when you're in the records, it is. It's just so beautiful. It it's really so beautiful. is. Oh, I completely it agree. Is, it is. So everybody, buy the book. I mean, listen to it. Um, or at least you know, if you're if you're open to it, it's it's just a very accessible way to start to incorporate, um, the Akashic records in your everyday life if you feel called to it. Um, it, well, and talk about how um, so you why you kind of stops doing readings, mm-hmm. and then why you want to. Do them again. Yeah. So yeah. I um when COVID, I was basically doing a lot of readings. I still had my my full-time job in sales. I was doing week uh, readings for people like basically before work and after work and on the weekends. And um, and then COVID happened. And one thing we haven't mentioned about the Akashic Records is that in the Akashic Records, because literally anything that could happen or is happening or will happen is all happening. So there's no right or wrong. There's no like yes or no. You can't ask yes or no questions. You don't ask yes or no questions. You don't say like, when is this going to happen? Because time doesn't exist in the records either. Yeah. Time is a human construct. 100%. So it's like, okay, tell me if this is going to happen. So there's no like, uh, so at the time with what was going on in the world is when COVID first started. And I mean I'm just a channel and I'm only human and I it's taken me a long time to understand why I stopped doing readings and what I what I understand about it now is that I was really addicted to the polarity of what was happening in the world at the time and you know irrespective of of what people's viewpoints were like it was very divisive and very polarizing and when I would go into the records they would give me these messages of solace but I wanted to be right about what I thought was happening. And because they weren't giving me that, which in hindsight was the biggest blessing because I ended up being wrong about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like most things. I'd say nine point nine out of ten things. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my perspective just evolved, right? Yeah, definitely. And so, um, but I couldn't handle it. And I thought like, I just like I'm way too distracted by the polarity at the moment. This I'm, is too ambiguous. It's too ambiguous. And it's too, like, I just want to be right. And so that's all to say that, you know, everyone goes through that, you know, even if you feel like you have, you know, all the answers at your disposal to access in the Akashic records. Like, it didn't, I, my soul, uh, well, my human experience, I guess, I just was reptilian brain. Thank you. My reptilian (laughs) brain was just like loving the polarity and I was totally addicted to like all the new information that was coming out. And I just, I took a break. And then during that time, uh, we you would like kind of trick me into doing readings for you every now and then yeah I was um, like I, I know your you, buttons <laughs> I know how to make you feel sorry for me or whatever I'm like oh, I really need guidance me. right now please exactly and you would do well and then I started doing the full moon circles at my house with just like close friends and in Byron so we moved at the time when yeah. we first started doing readings we were both living in Melbourne and yeah. then we all moved up to Byron during uh, the, like April, 2020 is when we moved here. And then you guys came uh, after and like the, September. Yeah. yeah. During the first lockdown in Melbourne, I think. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, so, <clears> but <throat> but that was like a first opening up of where I was like, okay, cool. I'm where I want to be. My soul is so happy here. So happy. I, you know, I've, I'm meeting my tribe and it was a way, like, I didn't even care about what was happening on TV anymore. Or that was like the first unwinding of being of like my addiction really to what was happening. Well, and being present,
1: which is like a big
0: thing, right? When you're creating is is being present in what is actually true. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can get caught up in seeing things on TV or on the internet, social media, and, and feeling like that is the reality when what is around you is what your reality is. 100%. Yeah. And so when you folks start focusing on that, you're like, you know, it's, you have to be selfish in some ways and be like, well, what brings me the most joy? And does it harm anyone else for me to have joy? And and if it doesn't, then it's like, okay, cool. And Byron is the perfect place for that. It is. And I started to have much more compassion for myself and other people. And once I could kind of come out of that vibration of like, I want to be right. And what's happening is crazy and da, 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 all my opinions that I had, I was able to sort of unwind. And in that process of sort of coming back really to my to myself and my calling, because I was in it, I was still in a corporate job. Um, the first step in sort of giving my soul room to, because you and I are also, side note, turning 40 at the end of this year. Yes. And so literally my goal at the moment is like what does my soul want? Like, come on. Like, I was getting these nudges from my soul of like, I mean, even when I would like actually go into my own records and um, speak to my guides, uh, they would be like, hey, what you're doing now, basically we're placating you. Like, okay, you want this corporate job because you think it needs to give you all, all these resources to buy this house and do all these other things I was manifesting. But they were kind of just like, mm, this is, this is not, we're, we're, we're placating you. Is like basically what they told me in the meditation one day. And I, I remember coming and telling my husband like, Hey babe, like, like they're going to help me get this job <laughs> that I was applying for, <laughs> but like, this isn't going to be for that long. And my husband has always been my number one fan with um, anything spiritual or emotional that I want to explore. I mean, again, like, when I did ayahuasca, when I, because I've literally tried everything that you can, uh, my husband is always like, do it, do it, do it. Like he's my hype man. (laughs) So, um, but what was I saying with that is that, so I was unwinding all of that. Um, My guides were still there like, Hey, you know, cool. We're, we're going to let you indulge in, in your egoic stuff still. But I, the first step was we moved to Byron and then Uh, I was expanded by you, Hill, because you um, created an Airbnb on your property and that enabled you to, the income from that enabled you to quit your corporate job. And so I was like, cool, I can do that too. And so um, my husband and I created a a space on our property, which we Airbnb'd. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first time that I could kind of breathe. And then a few months after that, I left my job. Yeah, you, you were only at that job for three months. Yeah, it was like a hot <laughs> second. I basically <laughs> left after you're I like, finished training. You're like, I'm going to do tech, tech sales, and then you did it, and then you're like, bye. Well, and <laughs> that was the job when I was, like, manifesting that my guides in a meditation on the beach were like, we are going to indulge you, but this is not for that long. And, like, P.S., it was 12 weeks. Yeah. and then, um, But by that time, my Airbnb, I had already been shown that, like, you know, it could it could make enough money to at least pay uh, the mortgage that my husband and I have in our oh, house. Oh yeah, totally. And so um, it's been wildly successful. You just got a second one. Yes, it's been yes, it's been amazing. And so that uh, I bring that up because you know, you can always, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But me moving back into, into more of my purpose as doing more spiritual things and coming back to the Akashic Records was I needed that income stream from our, the Airbnb and um, to be able to kind of give myself room to breathe, to say like, all right, what does my soul want to do? And if anybody... Um, likes to read or listen to books on tape, a, a book that I would highly recommend that talks about this is um, The Surrender Experiment. I don't know who the author is. Me but either, but I'll, I'll link it. Yeah, link it. I listened to that, oh my God, like at the beginning, I want to say like seven years ago or something. I remember, um, yeah, maybe six or seven years ago. Anyway, uh, that was a that's a beautiful, beautiful book about following your soul with what your soul wants in this lifetime. And I found like the older I got, it's like, yeah, it's cool. The things that I've been able to manifest and, and you know, like my reality is wonderful in, in almost every, it's abundant in all always. Yeah. it is. But, um, um, again like that message of my soul like what does my soul want to create and so <clears throat> I came back to the records and hill I told you this offline but um I wanted to share it because I thought you know people could relate to it is um I talk about the polarity that I was addicted to that that led me away from from the akashic records and my spirituality but I had a really cool experience the other day because I P.S. I'm coming out of retirement. Everybody, (laughs) I'm going to start doing. um, We I already do. uh, Hillary Hillary holds full moon circles at her home, and I started doing um, like. Channeled messages for oh, yeah, a group for the whole group. Yeah, for the whole group. and you were the highlight of it, and then you kept quitting. <clears throat> and <everyone laughs> I was wasn't like, ready. I know you weren't ready. I wasn't ready. <clears throat> me. I, I wasn't ready. And so, um, well, but now you're back. We have another circle coming up in like a week. We so, do. We yeah. do. Um, and it just brings me so much joy. But aside from that, a cool way that I sort of knew that I was ready to kind of step back into this, uh, uh like the spiritual chapter. Of my life is I was going through things in my closet and I found this t shirt that had the name of like a club or a group that I became aligned with during COVID. And I used to be like so proud to think of like, oh, like I'm a part of this group and da da da. Everything they stand for, everything and- they stand for, 100%. And, and I looked at it and I thought, I actually don't, it's not that I don't align with with what this group stands for anymore but it's about i no longer want to label myself to then make myself separate from everyone else i want to be part of the collective we are all here we're all in this together we're all navigating this experience of being human, and it can be hard. You know, I know we, we don't like to use that word a lot. Like, yeah. oh, beca- it's difficult for it's, sure, it's like, difficult it has and challenging. Yeah, yeah. And I, it was just a beautiful moment of like holding this t shirt in my hand where I was like, I, I actually just want to be with everybody, I, I don't want to be us against them or them against us. And that led me to know, like, you know what, I'm ready to go back and, and um, be a conduit for people, channel messages, and ultimately give them the assurance that they have the ability to do this too. So definitely. empower them. 100%. Which is what the records definitely does. Yep, yeah. yeah, and so how can people find you? So I have a website, ambermerlo.com. How do you spell Merlo? Because everyone's going to think it's like the wine. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Merlo, M-E-R-L-O. Okay, cool. amperarlo.com. Yeah, so I'm doing readings again, but again, my message and and I I don't know how long I'll continue to do that, but I feel called to do it now. Um, but it's more about empowering people to utilize the tools at their disposal to to connect themselves because that's really what our guides want. Our guides want for us to 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 connect with them on a regular basis. Definitely. Uh, oh, well, that was amazing. Um, I have one question that I like to end with. And then if you will do a reading for the listeners of the UPrint podcast. For sure. Awesome. So um, are what advice or words of wisdom would you give to your early 20-year-old self? So I would just say, and Hill, we've talked about this offline. I knew you were going to ask this question, but... Um, Really just to keep going because when I think about my 20-year-old self and what I was going through at the time, I, I started to have those the first sort of rumblings of like dealing with the the trauma that I that I had as a kid. And I could never imagine the the types of relationships that I have now with especially with the people in my family. And so to my 20-year-old self, I would say a don't worry, like you're gonna manifest the best reality ever, and you're gonna have a, a super supportive husband. You're gonna live, you know, minutes from your twin sister. You're gonna satisfy that desire to to live abroad and all the things. But more than that, you're going keep going because you're gonna have the courage to have really difficult conversations with the people in your life, and end up having just beautiful relationships with everyone. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you've healed. From where that 20-year-old self to where you are now, like you've healed yes. pretty much every, every relationship um, by having those tough conversations. Like you're the one that was like, no, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, um, it's very inspiring. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, we will um, press pause and then we'll go back into the reading. Cool. Cool. Hey, everyone. We're about to get started. Amber is going to explain what we can all expect from the reading. All right, thanks, Hill. So essentially, I'm going to um, be saying the opening prayer of the Akashic Records, and normally I would input the name of of my client, um, who whose records I'm going to be accessing, who I have the permission from. But today I'll be using um, the listeners of the UPrint podcast as um, the name in the prayer. And so once I say that name, it'll take me a, a bit of time to connect and um, know that I'm ready to receive messages, and they communicate to me through imagery, um, again, like I said, through just speaking to me and also by downloading blocks of thoughts. So you might hear me kind of talking back and forth to them a little bit, but I also find it helpful for someone to ask questions, and so Hill is going to be asking questions on behalf of, of everyone as well, and um, that's what you can expect. So shall we get started? Yeah. And so we do acknowledge the forces of light, asking for guidance, direction, and courage to know the truth as it is revealed for our highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to us. O Holy Spirit of God, help me to know the listeners of the Uprint podcast in the light of the Akashic Records, to see the listeners of the you Print podcast through the eyes of the Lords of the Records, and enable me to share the wisdom and compassion that the masters, teachers, and loved ones of the listeners of the Uprint podcast have for them. The records are now open. And just give me a couple of seconds to connect. Hello, Amber. Hello, listeners. We are here, ready to deliver messages. Okay. Okay. So they wish to expand on this concept of polarity and why it is that they believe... Yes, 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 I understand that. So they, what they're showing me is... Um, Basically, if you can imagine, like uh, kind of like a, a, a huge rubber band, and imagine a human on either side going into opposing forces, opposing sides, and what they're showing me, yes, yes, I understand that. So, what they're showing is that this this massive time, quote unquote time. Remember that time does not uh, exist in the records, but for the sake of 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 the humans that are listening, they want to say that the the last couple of years has been a very polarizing time but also very expansive because what they're saying what they're showing me is that in these these very um yes it's yes I understand that they're saying in these this very strong and actions of people to create that polarity. What that does is that creates new realities at a hyper speed. And so if you can imagine this super 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 tension that's being created by either side sort of moving into the direction at the direction that they want to move in that is the truth for them. That essentially expands the reality for everyone and it's it's the leading edge of creation that polarity and it was what it is what they're telling me is that it is what was required of humanity in this time on this planet um again for that time and so now what we're finding is that people can lessen off and almost take a step back and they're showing me that rubber band that was on a crazy amount of tension being being uh Like collapsing almost. And they're saying like, after the tension, now all this uh, reality and all of this creation that happened as a result of that polarity, um, it was what was required. And so they love that human beings, and they're saying that this isn't just something that I felt, um, that Amber felt but they're saying that it's a phenomenon that many, many, many people are experiencing on this planet. And it was by design, this phenomenon of a softening of, you know, no longer being feeling this desire to, to be like, let me drive in my direction. Let me, uh, you know stay in this lane and, and go, 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 go. It's like, no, let's soften, let's take a step back and let's enjoy this new reality that this that is being created because what they're showing me now, so it's interesting. The, the, the two people that they showed me that were moving in opposite directions and, uh, again, like, they were they were tethered by a rubber band trying to expand, expand, expand in opposite directions. Now they're showing me them holding hands and it's like they're frolicking on <laughs> what looks like a utopia, really. And they're saying, like, now is the time to come together. Like, that everything served a purpose in that time of polarity to uh, essentially create 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 and they're saying like that was by design there were there, were, there was no accidents and people uh, like uh, because we are all souls having a human experience it's what we came here to do we came here to create and that was being done in a very very focused way in a very very focused way for for every side of every issue that you could even imagine that was sort of being dropped into our reality but again they're saying there 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 are no accidents and this was all happening by design and so take a step back for for everyone that maybe felt that um again, like that, that, oh, that tension, because that's kind of what they're making me feel right now in my chest is like, you know, that, that tension that everybody felt, whether that be with your neighbor, they're showing me like two neighbors in a fence. And it's like, you're kind of looking over at your neighbor's fence and being like, well, they don't think the way that I do. And they're stupid and they're wrong and all the things. And they're now showing me like those same neighbors shaking hands over the fence. And it's like, take down the fences. Like this is the time for humanity because for us to be able to go where we need to go, there can't be divisiveness. There can't be this fence that they're showing me as a metaphor between everyone. Like it really is the time for you to take down your fence and to to commune with your neighbors because what they're showing me is that like we are all each other. And so to separate yourself from your neighbors, to separate yourself from yourself. And if we really have... Um, if we really want to tap into the expansiveness of of being a human and really tap into that potential, we must come together because it's about um, the synergy that is created from humans coming together. And they're saying like, it is so beautiful, like what they what the feeling that they are now like that tension that that I had felt is now being replaced by a beautiful, just like. You know that feeling when you give someone a hug that you love? It's just that beautiful unconditional love. And it's like take a step back because they're they're showing me that um irrespective of what your viewpoint was on literally anything that was happening over um over this recent time on this planet, it's like does it even matter? Like does it even matter because everyone, um, has had their perspective evolve and even, and they're showing me people that like started at, at like one place and now they're in a totally different, like they're kind of showing me like a bit of a, kind of like a map and it's like a starting point, And then now people are at the finish line and it's like, you had, you don't, people don't know how they got there. You know, if you were to look back on it, um, at the beginning of, of, of this time, of uh, I guess of the are you guys talking about that? Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah. So they're they are they're referencing you know the start of the COVID and uh, and and all of that. But what they're saying is that like look where where we are now. Like like even like and they're actually showing me like look inside yourself. Like they're showing me a human with a light that is intensifying inside of them. And it's like, well, no, it's not a time to like point your finger and say, well, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. Like they're literally showing me someone pointing all around and then it ends at myself. Like if you guys could see me now, they're literally making me point the finger back at myself. And it's like, no, look at how you've evolved. Like look at how your position and your uh, perception has changed. And that's the real goal is like, yes, please, um, have compassion for yourself about uh, the polarity. Again, this is like the the word of the day here. They are saying like this polarity, but it was required. It was necessary for expansion. And so now enjoy the expansion. Move back, like they're showing me like a a picnic table full of people. And it's like, you know, one group on one one table, one group on the other. And then they're showing me people putting these tables back together and laughing. And they're like, remember what you have in common. And remember, like, Yes, yes, yes. I get that. It's like they're showing me um, uh, what they want to. Uh, yes, I understand. So what they want to say is that um, I- again, bottom line, it's time to come together. Have for have compassion for yourself and forgiveness for yourself because once you can have compassion and forgiveness for yourself, that spreads to everyone. And they're like, now is the time to have fun. They're like, you're yes, yes, yeah. I get it. Like they're literally showing me. Um, Uh, like people partying, (laughs) like in my neighborhood (laughs) where I live, like they're showing people on the streets, they're saying on, on the beach, like, they're like, you know, think about the kind of reality you want to create. Like, does it matter if you were right or you were wrong about what's happening? They're like, that's inconsequential. And furthermore, everything hasn't played out. Like, because there's no end to, to creation and an end to the experiences that your soul came here to have. Like, it's not like, uh, I guess what they're saying is like, don't, don't be waiting for this time to be like, oh, I was right. Or you were wrong. They're like that. It's like, you're missing the point. You are missing the point. The point of coming here is pleasure. The point of coming here is play. The point is connection. And so, um, they're showing me somebody like holding on to, I get that. They're showing me somebody holding on to, um, I guess their, their viewpoints. Is that what you guys are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they're saying is like, they're showing me like a metaphor. They're showing me someone holding a can and like how I'm interpreting this is like all of my viewpoints. It's like, I have this lid on it. Yes. Okay, cool. So they're showing me like this, this, it looks like a coffee can. I don't know for anyone that knows what like an old school coffee can looks like with a a lid on it. And it's like, okay, here I am sitting and I have all the viewpoints that I have. And they're like, that's so it's like that, it's the opposite of expansion to, to hold things so tightly. You're not allowing any space for your perspective to change. And they're showing me that person that has like, I guess their thoughts, their beliefs, their perspectives, like bottled up and they're holding onto them so tight. And they're literally making my hands like clench or not clench, but, uh, What's the word, Hillary? You can see me, so you can see your hands are just like rigid. They're rigid. Thank you. My hands are just rigid around this imaginary can. And what they what they're having me do now is take that lid off. Take that lid off. Shake it out on the ground and then just be like, it's like the person that was holding the can is almost laughing at it. Like the futility of holding on to something like that when the the real joy is shake it all out, get it out there and and move on and expand. Like go out there and have fun. The The, the act of holding on to something so tightly means that you're stagnant. And you're not allowing room for evolution. And that's literally the point of being here in every capacity. So that's their message. And um, they they just said, go out and play. Like, you've had the polarity. You've had that expansion. Like, now go out and, and play and enjoy this reality. Because now it's more about, again, what they're showing me is that the next wave of creation is doing it with one another, and it's not through the divisiveness and it's through an expansive energy which they're saying is it will feel so much better and anyone that that is tapped in at all to this energy can probably relate is what they're saying they're like yep 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 like a lot of people are having this experience it's like it doesn't matter anymore who like stop holding on to the coffee can people <laughs> because <laughs> it's time to shake it all out and just go have fun go frolic and and that's what Okay, cool. That's their message. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, and do they have any top tips? Um, that was a lot of information, but what just kept coming to my head is we'll just have one question and then we'll go. But what was coming to me is that what about that listener, that person that is having a hard time letting go? What is that first step to help get them out of that, out of that, that frequency of fear and uncertainty and being right and What is a practical step that they can take to help get them to this play and the frolic and and this creation energy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they, the first thing is that, I mean, they always tell me this, but the first thing that they showed is that person making a list about the person that you want to be and... The kind of relationships that you desire to have. Because they're saying that that energetic of, of holding on to the need to be right, it actually doesn't feel good. And if, yeah, maybe I get it. So they're they're saying like it first and foremost, tap into your center, and that can be through meditation. They're saying like there's so many tools that you're at our disposal at this time in humanity, um, on this timeline, essentially. Uh they're saying they're showing me like somebody downloading an app. They're saying, if that's somebody going to church, they're saying, uh, if for someone that's a walk in nature, like first and foremost, get really, really quiet with yourself and utilize a tool that that you have to to just quiet the distractions. They're showing me like, turn off the TV. They're showing me like, stop reading the newspaper, stop reading the magazine for, for this purpose of just remove distractions and get out so that you're by yourself. And they're, again, they're saying like, be by yourself. The best way to find the way to, to reconnect with this and sort of open yourself up and let go is to first be, be with yourself. Um, and not not be getting distracted by everything else that's in our reality. And make a list. And they're saying, yep, 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 I get that. So they're saying, make a list about the person that you want to be, the person really that you know you are. Because they're showing me, like, it's like you make a list about the person you want to be, but what they're telling me is that once you remove distractions and you connect with yourself through whatever means that is, is that, you'll feel that frequency of of who you really are, which is a place of no judgment. You don't have to be right. You just want to be connected. And like, there's a desire there for love because we are love. And so first and foremost, remove the distractions, connect with yourself, make a list about, about the uh, really intentions about who you want to be and the kind of relationships you want to have. And they're saying, uh, yes, I understand that. So what they're saying is that, what you'll start to see, because of the quantum nature of the reality that we are in here as humans, is that once you a get remove the distractions, b make a list, you're you're starting to send out that frequency to your reality, and it's like they're like, don't be surprised if that that person you haven't spoken to in a long time texts you. Or pops up, you know, their birthday pops up. They're showing me like a birthday pop up on social media, or like, you know, a work anniversary through LinkedIn. Um, they're saying like, don't be surprised if that starts to happen because you're by you changing your frequency. And this is the message that they have first and foremost: is like, in order for you to change the things around you, like you have to change yourself. That is universal law. It starts with your vibration. And yeah, um, baby, I understand that. So does that all all translate, Hill? Oh, yeah, that's great. Thank cool. you, guys. Great. Thanks, guys. Love you. And, they I, I mean, they they do want everyone to know how much they love them. And <laughs> they're almost, like, laughing now because they're saying it's, like, a, a little PSA or a little commercial at the end. But, like, all the tools that we mentioned, especially going into the records, they're, like, we're here. We want to talk to you, even if it's just in your car and say, hi, guides, you know, help me with this, or I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Like, they are – uh, uh they really want to connect with everyone. And so, and they're like, everybody has a team of, of people helping them or of guides, of, of entities, of spirits helping them. And they're saying like, no one is left behind and no one is alone. So just ask for help and just say hi. Thank you everyone for joining me today. My intention is that you leave feeling inspired in some way, maybe just in a better mood, we're armed with some new knowledge to go out and start creating something for yourself whatever that looks like for you if you enjoyed the episode and want to stay up to date with the happenings of the show please subscribe on spotify or you can subscribe on apple or wherever it is that you get your podcast you can also leave us a review in your app which is much appreciated and helps us reach a wider audience and it's a, a really wonderful way to show your support You can also follow me on Instagram. It's Hilary Naughton underscore. And most of all, have a beautiful day. Until next time and sending love always.